I greet and salute you in the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess, and they will, that he is Lord to the glory of God, his Father, and our Father. Please open your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23. It's all about him today. It's all about him. He's the cornerstone of this church. He's the head of this church. He's the bishop of our souls. He's the good shepherd. He's the great shepherd. He's our high priest. He's the apostle of our profession. He is everything. And we want to give him all the praise. In Luke chapter 23, this exchange took place on the cross. At verse 39. And one of the malefactors which were hanged, railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other, answering, rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Amen Amen and amen. In these few verses, let us see the damnable condition, the desperate call, and the destiny confirmed. The damnable condition in verse 40. This thief said, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? So he was condemned, and he feared God, and he knew that he was guilty. And so he said in 41, we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. We've done many things amiss. We deserve to be dying. We deserve to face God as criminals. The damnable condition that you have and that I have before the Almighty and before his son, Jesus Christ. He was condemned. He knew it. And he knew that he was getting what he deserved. And we should think today about what we deserve. And it is totally contrary to what the world wants us to think about ourselves. The world wants us to look in the mirror and say sweet and pretty things to ourselves. And so do many Christian pastors, but not here. We want to preach the word. And the word says that we're in a damnable condition. And so then, because of his damnable condition, and because of the faith instilled in his heart by the mighty life-giving voice of the Son of God, this thief that had been cursing Jesus is now condemning his friend, his colleague in crime, if you will, and now he calls upon the Lord, because the Lord had given him faith that the one next to him was no ordinary man, that the one next to him was not guilty of any crimes, that the one next to him should be called Lord, and that the one next to him was about to be given a kingdom. That's a lot of information. 
And that's a lot of truth that this thief had. And so there's a desperate call or a desperate cry from this thief. And he calls Jesus Lord in verse 42. Lord, what a change from cursing to calling Jesus Lord. The Bible tells us that no one can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 3. Many people say the word Lord, but they're not calling upon Jesus as Lord in any meaningful way. And so it means nothing to him. Many will say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and they shall be rejected in the great day of judgment. So it is not mouthing the syllable. It is having the love and devotion, submission, humility, and obedience inside that matches what comes off the tongue. He had changed from sinning to begging for forgiveness. He had changed from sinning to repenting, calling Jesus Lord, acknowledging that he was guilty, as he had spoken even to his fellow thief. And he knew kingdom truth, that Jesus was going to have a kingdom. And so that 42nd verse is precious. Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. He didn't say, Lord, remember that I invited Jesus into my heart in Sunday school when I was a child. He didn't say, Lord, remember that I was baptized once upon a time. He didn't say, Lord, I've gone to confession every, every week for most of my life. I've only missed when I had to. He didn't do any of that. He said, Lord, remember me. It's purely up to you to remember me. Because it is God accepting us through Jesus Christ that makes all the difference, not our accepting God or Jesus Christ. Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. If you want to know how to die, then listen to the word of God. This is how you die. And we can say these words today, though we won't get the same answer. Because hopefully none of us are going to be with him in paradise today. But we can say today, Lord, remember me. I love you, and I deserve hell. And we shall sing it this morning. But I know that you can save, and that you're a mighty Savior. His destiny was confirmed in verse 43. Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Isn't that wonderful? That in a private conversation, the Lord Jesus Christ would invoke those words that we find so many times in the Gospel of John, particularly, Verily, I say unto thee. He's reaffirming that what he's about to say is absolute truth that that thief can totally depend on. Verily, I say unto thee, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. His destiny was confirmed. Where? Paradise. What is paradise? It is the third heaven. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 tells us paradise is the third heaven. The first heaven is where the birds and airplanes fly. The second heaven is the solar system and the galaxies of our universe. And the third heaven is where God is. And it's called paradise because it is one beautiful, amiable place to be there. Where? His destiny was confirmed, paradise. When? Today. With whom? With me. That is precious. To be past this first heaven and then the second heaven and to be in the third heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. And lest you doubt my words because of my condition hanging on this cross just minutes from my own death, verily I say unto thee, we are in a damnable condition 
Today we should make a desperate cry and have our destiny confirmed because that's what I am here for in God's place to tell you that he is reconciled to you. Will you be reconciled to him to know where you are going at the moment of your death? May the Lord bless all that we do today for his honor and glory and the profit of your souls. What a story. And this is how we die. Stephen shortened it down to Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Peter shortened it further. Lord, save me. Let's call upon the name of the Lord today as we sing, as we pray in all that we do. And Jesus Christ will answer us in our hearts by his spirit. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, and the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank Thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that Thou hast sent Thy Son to redeem us from the curse of the law. And because we have received the adoption of sons by Your predestinated purpose, You have sent the Spirit of your Son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, and whereby we cry, Lord Jesus, remember us. Right. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for the gift of Thy Son. We thank Thee for the gift of eternal life. We thank Thee that Thy purpose and grace in Christ Jesus was given to us before the world began. We thank Thee that our names are written in the book of life and engraven on the palms of His hands. We thank Thee that we are safe in His hands and safe in Thy hands and cannot be lost. We thank Thee that You will remember what Jesus Christ did for us and You will remember because it is in writing that our names are in the book of life of the Lamb slain. Oh, Holy Father, forgive us our sins. Forgive us all our sins. Forgive us our many sins. Forgive us our presumptuous sins. Forgive us our sins of ignorance. Forgive us our sins of commission. Forgive us our sins of omission. Forgive us our sins of thought. Forgive us our sins of speech. Forgive us our sins of actions. Oh, Lord, have mercy upon us. We are in a damnable condition, but we are making a desperate cry, and we thank you in the word of God, our destiny has been confirmed. And we this day celebrate and remember and rejoice in the death of your precious son, your only begotten son, your well-beloved son, Jesus. For he went to the cross, his body was broken, and his blood shed for us. Oh, Lord, remember our frame, that we are weak. Our spirits are willing, but our flesh is weak. Remember that we are dust. Forgive us that all the things of our lives, our jobs, our money, our houses, our health, our clothing, our makeup, our hair, all the junk of this life, Heavenly Father gets a hold of our attention when our attention and our affection should be devoted to Thee. Forgive us at this moment and redirect us. Redirect our mental attention and our mental focus toward thee and redirect, in the, redirect the passion of our hearts toward thee that we would love thee more than five minutes ago.
Heavenly Father, forgive us. Remember our frame that we are dust and pity us like a good father pities his children that are of young ages. Have mercy, O Lord. We thank thee for this church. We thank thee that the Lord Jesus Christ is everything to this church and without him we are nothing. We thank thee that we have brothers and sisters of like precious faith by which we can worship thee according to the due New Testament order. Bless us now in that effort. Save America. Be with all your churches. And sanctify all that we now do through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And amen. Brother.